Welcome to Loud Friends, episode 11. That's right, it's taken us 11 episodes to uh, start naming the episodes. <laughs> Even though uh, you who's listening to this probably knows that it's episode 11, unless you just blindly started to hit play on whatever. Uh, if so, know. welcome. Yeah, it's episode so. 11. It's late August, and uh, joining me, my astute intellectual co-host, my elite leftist on the coast, uh, Mike Egan. Mike, how's it going? Are you a lightsaber? Oh, oh, Zach. Oh, I didn't notice you there as I hover above all in my uh, fiber optic laser uh, 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 meditation chamber. <laughs> you know what? Now that you mention it, I actually I, I didn't notice it, but you are looking rather uh, light on your feet. Yes, and I anticipated such observation as it seems to me as though we already had this conversation yesterday. All information speeds to me at, at such a rate. <laughs> as to so, as to dwarf the the scale of time itself so you're saying that the information's coming to you so quick that you have uh uh you're a soothsayer of sorts now uh you could say that it it may seem that way to <laughs> to your simple uh your simple world in the what with your copper wires and your and your coaxial cables well great if uh if you could do me a favor then really quick and just let me know if this episode's gonna be good it would it would take a big weight off of me i would really <laughs> like to just know that up front let me let me see let me see let me uh um. <laughs> <laughs> This was um, cracking up at no. your own bit, huh? <laughs> this worked out about as well as I expected it to when I, I came up with it uh, in the bathroom this morning. Perfect. So what's your deal? What, you got an internet upgrade or something? I did, yeah. I, uh, hi, I'm Mike. I'm, I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. <laughs> Good. Um, we, uh, yeah, we got Fios. We got Verizon Fios. Um, it was, it, it started to finally be offered to our building sometime earlier this year, I think. Um, and so now, uh, I realized, you know, now that we're finished with having people in our home, uh, staying here and like, we're both vaccinated, uh, and it's still like, you know, a warm, a warm time outside, uh, you don't mind if somebody say drills a big hole in your wall. Uh, we can go ahead and, and, and go for it. And also, uh, it's a little bit cheaper than the shit we were paying for from Spectrum. So went ahead and jumped on that. Interesting. So then how is, how is your setup changed in any meaningful way? So is it, is it in fact fiber? It is. Yes. Yes. We are, we're working with glass and lasers, baby, the future. So then how much of an increase on your speed is that compared to before? Like, are you getting a gigabit or? Uh, no, I'm not, uh, a gigabit was a little bit more expensive than what we were paying for. So I decided to, uh, do half that. We're getting 500 down, um, which is a, a little more than double what we were previously paying for, but we're also getting 500 up. Wow. What? <laughs> which is, uh, 50 times what we were advertised to have been getting previously, but it's more like 500 times more than what we were actually getting up. So what you're telling me is that you picked the wrong like string string of weeks to upload your computer to the cloud. <laughs> Jesus God, yeah. 
I, I truly did that. I mean, that has since finished, as you might imagine. Um, it like the, the estimated time remaining was immediately cut in half when we switched over. And I think it finished. Uh, it said estimated to finish in five days and it finished in three, I think. Um, it's it, it is demonstrably faster. Uh, it's wild. I like started uploading YouTube videos just to see what that would feel like. And the differences is it's night and day. I mean, I'm so happy. <laughs> this is going to make my work a lot easier as well, because I've, I've had to like upload and download a lot of video back and forth working remote freelance. So, um, yeah, I didn't even think of that. That's yeah, that, that video helps. is big. Yeah, yeah. true. It's been right. a great change. I got, I got a, a tiny little box, uh, coming out of my wall now and, uh, they, they give me the good stuff. They, they pump up the, they pump the laser right into, right into my home. Excellent. Well, congratulations. Um, thank you. Yeah, that, that's always uh, it. I remember when our internet first got installed here, and I mean the the quality of it was a bit of a concern. But after seeing like the speeds like in person, I like I felt such a huge sense of relief because it had been a oh, couple yeah. of years since I'd gone over to RCN. I'd never really heard any bad things about them, and because they are a smaller provider, I feel like the quality of what they can provide is more, it's definitely a bit cheaper than Comcast. Right. Yeah, and for sure. It's cheaper for a, a better rate typically as well. Yeah. That makes um, sense. But yeah, so far they've been fantastic. I was having an issue actually with my bill where they kept like throwing on this one time charge thing. And both times that I called about it, they were like, Hey, sorry for you having to deal with that. Well, like, cut 15 bucks off your bill just for you having to like call us or whatever i'm like oh that's a really nice like little wow okay yeah um, yeah that's a nice little thing to do and they absolutely yeah. don't have to do that especially with what people are used to with like internet providers in this country right um but yeah on top of that too they were able to help install the uh the um i've told i think i've talked about this a couple episodes ago but the little mocha devices that we're using so that we don't have to run like yards and yards of ethernet cable throughout the apartment we can mm. instead you know we have uh, two other access points besides our main one in each of our offices and so that coaxial goes into a mocha and then that spits out ethernet okay that's nice. so yeah um and those thank god just work like yeah it was a really uh, that's again a huge relief of just like logistics because i've i've done the whole rigmarole of like gaffers taping like 50 feet of ethernet cable throughout an apartment god and yeah. it always sucks <laughs> and <Yeah>. it <laughs> just makes your apartment look worse <laughs> yeah uh so thank god for that um so how long have you had it then uh we got it on monday we're recording this on saturday so um five five days yes it's been great yeah luckily like everything just went off without a hitch like plugged in the ethernet um had to disable and re-enable a, a little settings thing in windows uh, and then it was fine and the wi-fi just worked we kept our same router so everything's the same um just like better speed over wi-fi you don't really notice that much of a difference because i don't know wi-fi can only be so good and like diminishing returns at a certain point but um yeah Otherwise, it's it's been great, and we've just had better internet. It's a breath of fresh air. 
it's, it it's nice to be on the other side when you uh when you do that upgrade it's good stuff it is um so outside of your uh your uh fiber induced clairvoyance um, yes how's everything else been uh good everything's been good i i have been um uh, uh i've i've embedded myself deep within a a um creative zone uh like i've i've had a a renaissance of of feeling creative and like having a bunch of ideas for like video stuff um so that's that's felt really good and i've started like um making a putting out a short every week on my youtube um which is something i haven't done in a, a very long time i saw that your update frequency like kind of ticked up and i was like oh hell yeah good for mike because like i yeah. you you know when it hits you and you're just like okay like let's just let's <laughs> the muse has spoken and she's given right. me a, 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 a bounty let's use this yeah it, there was there was like a perfect cocktail of like things coming together and like freelance work kind of slowed down and you know saw friends and and talked some creative talk and like a combination of all that and like watching the right things and hearing the right things just kind of put me in the zone and then my brain was like okay let's just fucking do some things uh that's been good that's been really good i'm working on another one to put out um uh today early and then it'll it'll go live tomorrow fingers crossed very happy to hear yeah um always nice to see my creative friends uh just kind of buckling down and and making yeah. shit so it's a, it's a yeah. good feeling yeah it, it 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 never it always feels the same amount of good to have made a thing <laughs> or kind of regardless of how you feel about it like in the moment immediately after you're like oh yeah and i i have concretely made a thing a thing exists where none existed before and that always kind of feels the same way and it's nice too that I think you've been doing this for long enough where like your satisfaction of a thing isn't necessarily tethered to like the how many eyes see it necessarily. Um Yeah, I I mean you always kind of feel that way. I think it's more that um maybe you can compartmentalize like the different yes. good feelings. That's exactly it. Yeah. Like I've I've gotten better um, and this, these are all very recent developments. Like I'm, it's, it's like kind of an everyday fight of against your own discouragement of yourself. Um, like if you, if you see a video like, okay, my last video got a hundred views and the next video you put out gets 80 views. That's like, I mean, those are, those are small numbers relatively like to everything else, but those are the kind of numbers I do. Um, but even that much of a difference is like, can, can feel very discouraging and you might look at that and think oh like you can start to thought spiral really easily into oh people aren't interested in what i'm putting out anymore i should just stop like none of this matters but um yeah i think it's it's more so just like getting better at fighting that and telling yourself to shut the fuck up and and you know you make things because you want to make things not not ultimately because a lot of people will see them and i would imagine there's a real kind of discipline there where you have to just fight the uh the crunchy numbers part of your brain that is manipulated by whatever platform you're throwing stuff on right and you just have to uh you know push that aside a little bit you know acknowledge it but because that is a part of you it's coming from you but also understand that like this site is set up to make me feel this specific way about my things but i also need to be able to go back to the more holistic 
uh, creative satisfaction of just making said thing. Yeah, right. Yeah. And like, you don't know how any of these platforms work behind the scenes, like what, uh, uh, you know, algorithms are being used to push content to people and like how many people are not seeing your thing that might want to see your thing. And, and there's a lot of, it's very opaque how to break through any of that and, and actually get to people. So it's like, um, part of it is just accepting that, you know, maybe you can try to play the game a little bit and just like put your thing in a lot of places and kind of be a little annoying sometimes and, and self-promote, like retweet yourself on Twitter a couple of times and look for new avenues. Like I've started putting my videos on, on different subreddits just to try to get new people seeing it. And sure. that's kind of gained some traction in some places. Um, so yeah, it's, it's like, an acknowledgement of the numbers thing in that, well, maybe there are some things I can do to get other people watching or like to, to put this in, in different places. It's like, you know, a, a physical world analog would be like, I don't know, maybe put it in a festival, you know, like you're not going to get anybody to see it if you never show it to anybody. So it's, it's, it's about, for me, it's been about like trying to find positive creative things out of the things that might otherwise discourage me so i i yeah i, I feel like i'm in a, a good place right now and it's been it's been fun to make stuff again that's good yeah thanks for sharing i'm i am always very curious about um the thought process of creatives especially in uh i feel like in a time in which content is maybe undervalued in a sense due to the accessibility all of it uh, of sure. all of it um yeah. and it's certainly not a new thought or a new conversation everyone understands that we have like access to infinite amounts of shit now and so it right. inherently devalues a wide swath of it um but it's uh just something i'm always curious about because like you there's a human part of you that has to i don't want to say like fight against the more technology-based hard edge parts of this but you do a little bit like you mm -hmm. have to you have to interface with it and sort of uh it just changes the context in which you view your own creative process of an end own things that you put out so it's uh it's curious to me yeah that that actually kind of gels with um one of the things that helped me get back to creating was um I, uh, I'm, I'm not going to be able to do this justice because I heard it like th third hand. It's a, it's a quote from, um, this professional dancer that, uh, was delivered to me via a wheezy waiter video, uh, in which he was making, he was writing a song. He challenged himself to write a song every single day, uh, for a month. Um, and it, it the, the quote boils, you should look it up. I, I can't remember her name at the, off the top of my head. Um, but uh, it's in the video and it boils down to like the message of it is basically keep the channel open. Uh, the context being like you are it, it takes this very like grand sort of, um, you know, spiritual kind of take on creativity wherein, you know, like if you don't make the thing that you're making it will never exist in the world because you're the only person who's going to make it. And that it, it is important because it is unique 
And it kind of takes this tack of like, who are you to deprive the universe of that thing that it is trying to create through you? And like, I don't know that I subscribe to that sort of like high minded spiritual kind of woo woo. Oh, the universe is speaking through me, especially when I'm making a video where what if your feet were hands? But it, you know, that, that kind of thing kind of, it speaks to, to something in there in the creative process and something about it helps me get past my own mental blocks and my own, like the things that I might, my brain might use to discourage myself uh, away from creating something. A similar line of thinking that I've heard before as well amongst, uh, indie game developers is that it doesn't matter if like someone's already had the idea it's that Mm -hmm. you attempting to make it especially with how intricate and how many little details there are in video games you're gonna make it yourself a way that no one else could right no that's exactly the idea yeah right it's very much the same thing cool uh why don't we why don't we you've uh I can't find a good a good transition for this. You've you've been very busy. You've been a busy boy. Yeah, it's uh kind of the same thing that we said last episode and the thing that I've been reiterating. Um it all happened all of it happens at once all of the time. Like not only were there some logistical things um 2 weeks ago um you know regarding my uncle's funeral and all of that and a lot of plans, but then um now recently uh Becca's family has had some has a family member with let has suffered some medical issues lately that I won't get into. Okay. And that's uh that has brought their family into like the immediate fold back into our lives. Not that we um not that they're not regularly, but you know, they live like two states away. And so it's mm-hmm. every time we see them it is occasional and especially with uh COVID and all that throughout the last you know, year and a half now. We haven't seen them much. Yeah. Um, but they came in to visit and Becca touched base with them. Um, and that was just very healing given all of like kind of the health trauma going on uh, in the last couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on top of that, um, one of my coworkers had a medical emergency that uh, put her out of work for the rest of the week. Oh, geez. Um, out of nowhere. Um, yeah. So when it rains, it pours, baby yeah wow um but even on top of that too there was just a weird um culmination this week of having something to do every single night of the week to the point where like as i was telling you earlier saturday morning has been my first like real free time uh in in a while um yeah and it's just it's a couple of different random plans you know again becca's folks coming in and us having dinner with them and and talking through uh everything that's happened and making plans with them to go up to Michigan and soon, um, uh, went to a Sox game that Becca had bought tickets for like two months ago or something. It's like, Oh yeah, by the way, we're, we're heading to that game, which is, um, which is no small thing since it takes like, so the, so Sox park is like it, it's on like the South side, I guess, but it's on like the Northern tip of the South side. Like you can, you can get there. Mm, Right. Um, via train like pretty quickly but from our yeah. place it is still like a 50 minute endeavor and then baseball games yeah. are at least three hours this one lasted longer somehow um and so that one knocked me back a peg though it was very fun to go to um oh good okay i was gonna ask yeah 
we had a fancy football draft last night. Um, nice. We went over to our buddy's place, the commissioner's place, and uh, just hung out on a chat and drafted. I did not do very well in the draft, but, yeah. you know, half of a fancy season is just kind of shifting around your pieces. Um, and, yeah, and on, on top of all that, too, um, just, again, still adjusting to working a nine-to-five, even though with remote work it is much more flexible. Um, right. I'm still understanding of the dynamics of what's expected of me here. Um, yeah. So there has just been a lot of shit. Um, yeah. Oh, and the other thing I failed to mention is that we had kind of a going away thing for our one friend who was visiting the state for a little bit. Um, and for some reason, we decided to have a holes party in which everyone brought food with holes in it. Uh, uh-huh. And then we watched holes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Was this was this in any way related? Were they going away to the holes camp? <laughs> they, no, they were they were uh, not digging and looking for anything interesting to report back to uh, uh, Mr. Sir. Yeah. Um, Is his name really Mr. Sir? Yes. God. Great. So it was an inside joke that happened at another party that went too far. And I'm surprised that we ended up going through with it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But we all had to eat our vegetables because, as it turns out, Holes <laughs> the movie is not incredible. <laughs> really. Yeah, sure. It's weird. It's got like some good Americana folklore stuff in there, but like you can also just tell it's like they're packing in so much that it's very clear that they're just trying to get the details, the scattershot details of a book into a film. Yeah. And right. it just feels like a whirlwind. Yeah. It's not, it's not the easiest job to adapt a book to film. Um, but maybe I don't know. I, I I don't know what what the you know the budget and everything looked like for that. But that was a Disney, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because you have um, oh, what's his face? Who is who is Stanley? Who's the main character? Even Stevens, man. Yes, that's all. I, that's all my brain is doing either. Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. Thank you. Yeah, I haven't seen that in the longest time. I think I would have loved to, um, the thing that I kept thinking about was how a few years ago Shia LaBeouf did that thing where he like stayed up and watched all of his films like consecutively as like a little art piece or something. And I think that in that theater, in that particular setting is maybe the only situation in which I think I would want to watch holes. Yeah. Yeah. Next to Shia LaBeouf to be a shoulder to cry on. Oh, of course. Yeah. That is all to say. It has been a busy week and uh, I'm a little cooked mentally, but yeah, um, understandably that was, that was a, that was a lot. That was a shotgun blast of events. Yes. But, um, along with those updates, let me go into the do, 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 do Zach's aquatic update. Oh, here it is, baby. It's been a couple of weeks since we've, uh, we've talked about the status of the, the tank, um, the major changes i don't know if i mentioned this last time we talked did i mention the pregnant shrimp the last time we talked i believe you did yes okay. that sounds familiar okay well um some of them are still pregnant and some of them absolutely aren't because we now have uh we've gone from somewhere around 10 shrimp to now uh-huh. maybe 50 in this tank oh my god and so there's just these really tiny versions 
of the the current shrimp and like the yeah. like tail to tail to nose i mean the the current ones couldn't measure any more than like maybe three quarters of an inch so right if you're thinking about one of those popping out like two dozen babies you can imagine yeah. the size of them now but um it's fun there i mean they're just everywhere <laughs> like yeah you you cannot miss them um they're all over the walls. They're on the floor. It's like, right. It's you like, turn on the sink. They come out of there. <laughs> they're, they're just hanging out in every body of water in this apartment. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh, but the, the particularly neat thing about them, there was, there was one bit of behavior that I thought was interesting with them. Um, they first, so we have, we have snails in the, in the, um, in the tank as well. There's right. four of them. And, um, I think the environment is of the tank itself is such a way that we're like more bacteria and algae tend to collect on the snail's shells. Like you can see some of them are starting to like kind of turn a little green, mm-hmm. um, which I don't think is like a health thing of the snails. I think it's just like, I mean, what are they going to do to clean this, the shells, right? Like what the fuck do they yeah. care? Um, okay. but the smaller shrimp do gravitate towards those shells quite a bit to the point where oh, there yeah. can be like two, three, all just munching on some stuff that's built up on the shell all at once. Yeah. Um, so there's a fun little bit of a symbiosis there. Just uh, a roving, like uh fucking fast food platter. Yeah, more or less. And yeah, they do carpet the tank too. So it's, uh, and another thing that was interesting as well is that, uh, so you do have to like clean the tank every now and again. And depending on your setup, people have different ways of doing this. I know a buddy who just goes in, takes a little garbage can and they don't have shrimp. They have bigger fish in this tank, but they take a little garbage can, yeah. they dunk it in the tank and they take out like a third of the water and then they put in a third, like fresh water. Mm, um, okay. With this, obviously it's a little bit trickier because you've got much smaller bodies. And so instead Becca has this kind of manual vacuum kind of thing where it's like, it's like a reverse beer bong, honestly, (laughs) where what you're doing is that you, you put this plastic part into the, like the bottom of the tank and you're trying to clean the gunk that sits under the substrate or the rock base. And so okay. you kind of get on the other, that's connected to a hose. You get on the other end of it. You suck until the water starts coming and then you, you throw it into a, a bucket and you kind of move this tube around sucking up like the substrate. And so you get the gunk out of there. Huh? Uh, so after doing one of those cleanings, what happened is it kicked up a bunch of stuff that had been underneath the rocks that the rest of like the shrimp couldn't get to. Right. But sure as shit within like 10, 15 minutes of that stuff getting kicked up, there is a like, parade of them just moving in a big oval a circle like on the floor just going from spot to spot eating up these things all of them simultaneously in this like this clockwise ring around the the floor of the tank and it was just yeah. like it's so cool when they're all active because it's yeah. like one i don't know at one like school of organisms just kind of all right. doing the same thing excited about food um, yeah so yeah, that's that's about all there is for for that right now. Um, I will say that there are there is at least one or two other shrimp that are still pregnant, so we are expecting more of them. Oh wow! Okay. Um, so eventually we are going to have to figure out what balancing the amount of shrimp in the tank look like. But uh, yeah, for now it's all it's all fun. We got babies. Yeah, was that expected for like some of them to be or become pregnant? 
yes. at some point. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Um, it's. I, I mean, I guess that would have to be expected. I mean, right? Because the way that that's what I, things I don't, do. Yeah, and I don't know as you would expect the community of like people who are selling shrimp online is pretty small so i don't know if there's really a good way to be like hey can these be all male or all female like that's right yeah that might be a little bit tough i mean maybe you could request something like that but like starting out it's not you know it's not super worth it but uh right okay yeah so we'll uh we'll see how this goes at some point that population's gonna hit a ceiling and uh right nature will will take effect yeah god will have to intervene God will have to, and uh, that them's good eatings for the snails. Honestly, they they have, ah. yeah, they don't they don't eat the shrimp if they're alive because they're too quick, and they they I mean shrimp aren't gonna just like sit there and get eaten, <laughs> right? But um, we did have one of the ten before die, which like that rate not bad, like one yeah. out of the ten dying not bad, but within minutes a snail came over and just ate that entire fucking body up and spit the tail out. <laughs> damn which was a a wild thing to see there's no uh no no familiarity no uh friendship among among the aquatic tank yeah i don't I know guess. if they like know each other's names or anything yeah. like that oh hey steve's finally down let's get him <laughs> i've been eyeing for carlos this. for a long time <laughs> yeah wow um truly an astounding little water world you've got there and that's that <laughs> does the okay i i did want to ask does yes. the like when they're all swirling around eating up what has been kicked up by the cleaning is that does that assist in the cleaning is are they part of it yes yeah absolutely oh, cool. okay. which is uh it's part of the reason that becca hasn't had to clean the tank much at all because like oh. the shrimp eat fucking everything like there, yeah. there's a whole like balanced ecosystem in there where like there's bacteria that feed off of the like the shrimp poop basically yeah that produces stuff in there and uh i don't know the details of the cycle but yeah there's a there's a self-sustaining sort of aspect to it where uh stuff just carpets the uh the tank itself and the shrimp like to eat it yeah that is pretty cool it is yeah it's it's a it's a neat thing uh again i don't know the finer details of that balance but right it's, yeah. uh once you get it going it's it's very neat yeah, I wasn't sure like what level of I hadn't thought about what level of intervention would be required for like maintenance, if any. But yeah, I mean, it, it all depends on your your tank and your animals and your setup, right? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. For this has been pretty easy going for the most part, though. The only the only thing we have had to keep an eye on is the uh, again, we're we're still killing little like baby bladder snails as we see them pop up. Ah, um, uh, okay. That's a thing that we just can't let the. Uh, if you let that population go, your tank's gonna get fucked, basically. Right. Okay. Uh, Wild. So the uh, the genocide continues on that front. <laughs> and we and we found the episode title. No, we can't do two genocide titled <laughs> episodes. It's not. We could be the internet's foremost genocide comedy podcast. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, we'll be listed we for a long niche. fucking time with that sort of yeah. mentality. Yeah. Apple loves shit like that. Uh-huh. Oh, boy. So let me live vicariously through you. I have not really been able to play many games at all this week. Um, oh, yeah. So please just tell me what you've been playing. 
Yeah, I've I've been all over the place. Um, uh, largely on Switch, the the trend continues where um, I have a bunch of games on my PC and like I set out at the beginning of the summer setting up like this is here's the list of Mike's summer games and they were all a bunch of PC games that I never finished but I never want to play those because I don't want to sit at my desk after sitting at my desk all day so I largely just want to play switch games or other um so uh to that end I have been I have been First of all, anxiously anticipating the release of Spelunky and Spelunky 2 on, on Switch. I think we already talked about that, though. We got a date. We got a date. Oh, so it's happening. It is next week. Oh, my God. Wow. Next Thursday, Spelunky 1 and 2 will be released on the Switch eShop. That's fantastic. So is it just a bundle? Are they adding any other like features on there for that? or? Um, I I don't think it's... it's. They might also do a bundle. I haven't seen a bundle on the eShop. Oh, so oh, they're yet. releasing them separately. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, I believe Spelunky 1 is $10 and Spelunky 2 is 20 That's perfect. Which I is think fine. That's, yeah, that's very a, reasonable. That's a great deal. Um, yeah. Can't wait to, to play that in bed. Um, not uncomfortably on my iPad. <sighs> uh, but otherwise, I have been back to... I've been kind of in a weird rut with video games. It's like when one... Uh, creative door swings open then uh, another window of enjoying things shuts for me for some reason like sure this used to happen in college all the time where like I would get really into comics and not want to play video games for a while and then it would swing back the other way and like I don't know it's your brain can only keep so much in your head at one time and like at this point after college I don't have any fucking time to do anything anyway so um totally I, I've been kind of in a weird place of like, oh, I, I don't really want to buy anything. Nothing's really coming out, but I also don't really want to play anything that I already have. Uh, and then I uh, stumbled my way back into the Mega Man Zero and ZX Legacy Collection on Switch, uh, which is a collection of um, Mega Man games that came out on the uh, Game Boy Advance and DS uh, that I played the hell out of in, oh, that's good okay um, so there is a little bit of like mobile representation on the eShop. yeah you know what i mean because it, it feels like like nintendo mostly relegated a lot of like the advanced games to right. the wii u yeah where they yeah, will yeah, die yeah. right no yeah and i mean this is like this is the thing that capcom put out that you have to buy again but i mean so it goes um but uh i guess a virtue of it not being a nintendo uh uh led project is it's a very good collection of old games uh there's a lot of like old uh artwork that you can page through like concept art um there are a lot of options for like remastered uh soundtracks Mm -hmm. uh that you can switch on as you're playing the game there's a music player where you can just go listen to the music if you want all kinds of things like that all kinds of um quality of life uh improvements they implemented a really robust system of checkpointing throughout the game um, because it's one of those games where you can't just save wherever you are in a level um so yeah there are now like little checkpoints at the beginning of and end of every room basically so you don't have to continually like die and beat your head against it it's one of the reasons that i've actually gotten through that um so yeah it is it's a collection of the 
all four Mega Man Zero uh, GBA games, and then Mega Man ZX and ZX Advent uh, from the DS. I had never played uh, Zero, One, or Two, so I got to play those. And I, I played my way through the entire collection of Mega Man Zero um, during last year. Uh, and then started ZX and kind of fell off. And anyway, that story out of the way, I came back to Mega Man ZX, um, which now that I'm I'm looking at it, like with hindsight back on my youth and like also and a bird's eye view of my time with this entire collection, I think ZX might be my favorite of the series. Um, it was, was just such was a solid. I was going to say, are you, are you much of a Mega Man guy? I am. Yes. Okay. I I'm, I'm a, it's interesting. I'm a big Mega Man guy, but I'm not a big Mega Man guy in that I, I don't really enjoy the classic Mega Man platformers. Oh, okay. Um, I found my way into Mega Man through the Mega Man Battle Network series of oh, right. RPGs the, uh, on the Game Boy Advance. The like pseudo turn-based sort yeah. of thing, right? It's like, it's kind of a deck builder kind of an yeah. rpg yeah it's we've we've talked I, about I, this yeah i love those games so much um so I then think they might be putting out a collection of those at some oh, point oh that would be sick so i'm really hopeful i'm curious about what zx or like the other ones in this series kind of do because like for me i am a i'm a Mega Man buffoon like they are i i don't know yeah. if they're my games uh maybe some of the newer ones i would try out but yeah. those old Mega Man games do nothing for me uh right yeah no but th- my understanding is that the whole conceit of Mega Man is that you get different powers that you can swap between after you beat right. bosses and you can use those in interesting ways throughout the levels. Is that is it kind of just more of that? Is there an extra layer to it that feels particularly remarkable? Yeah, so that same through line is kind of kept. It sort of plays with that a little bit. Um, it is... I, I think ZX is really interesting because it combines that sort of linear like kill a boss get a power with some of the interesting lore of the Mega Man Zero series so the the gist of of Mega Man ZX is that you uh you play as a transporter which is basically a like delivery worker and your your mom was killed by evil robots that's important to the story later it's I don't know. It's not. It's just like your motivation for hating mm-hmm. evil robots, I guess. Anyway, your your boss is killed by evil robots and you really liked him. He was a good boss. He wasn't one of those other bosses. Um, and you you're able to merge with um, this thing called biometal, which basically contains the like souls or memories. Uh, it's unclear of legendary heroes. Um, oh, OK. Like there's model X, which obviously contains X. There's you get model to go Z. into the avatar state in which you can. You do. Yeah. Reclaim, a little bit, yeah. Get the, use, utilize the powers of uh, previous avatars that have come before you. You jack into the metaverse and you become Mega Man. Um, yeah, no. So it's like it, it's firmly in the X universe of, of Mega Man. So you have X and zero and the rest. I always forget their names. But anyway, you yeah, so you, you like work your way through um, what's interesting about it is like it's uh, uh, whereas early Mega Man games were like and, and to a certain extent, the the Mega Man Zero series is also like this, where it's like look at a menu screen of levels to go to and bosses to fight. Go to that. Come back home. Go to the next one. 
So Mega Man Zero gave you the addition of a home base to return to um, with a bunch of different people in it that, you know, you care about and could potentially give you side quests. I don't remember if there were side quests in the Zero series. In ZX, there there definitely are. Um, so ZX takes all of that and also gives you sort of a broader, like slightly more open world to explore. There's more of an exploration aspect. And this is still a side scroller though, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, yeah. So you, you still have like a, a home base where the good guys live and you go back and like can upgrade all of your stuff. And, um, there are characters that will give you side quests to get you like, you know, extra sub tanks or whatnot. Um, but also like it feels less, less hub and spoke yeah, than sure. the Zero series and less linear than the Mega Man series. Um, well, maybe less linear isn't fair because you still you still do have like this door is locked until you beat this boss and then you can go through. But you you have a degree of of choice over like what missions you take and then what opens up from there from the start. And then eventually everything opens up and you can kind of do whatever. So um a difference from like other Mega Man games and other Mega Man X games in the Mega Man Zero series is you have a world map where you can see where all of these areas are geographically in relation to each other, and they all connect kind of like Dark Souls, I guess. Sure. Um, it's, you know, it's an interconnected world. You eventually like learn, oh, well, if I, I want to go here, I, sh- I have to teleport to here and then go through this area to get to this area. Um and that that feels very cool and like goes a long way to making it feel like a world instead of just like a menu with, you know, places to go to and then come back from. These feel like places that you can get to and places that exist in a world. And having some agency in deciding like like your choices determining how things open up is just a really cool organic feeling as well. Uh so I would imagine that like does a lot for just the the feeling of the of the game, right? Yeah, like I'm I'm definitely looking at all of this through like a shellac of nostalgia, but all of those elements come together really well in ZX. And on top of that, like the pixel art is really good. The all of the worlds look great. Um, a lot of the characterization is fun and like you can get to know all the people in your home base and do missions for them. The soundtrack is killer. I think it's on Spotify, so people should look it up. It's really great. Um, I am a sucker that, for a home base. Like, in oh, yeah, game, like, over, oh, like Hollow, Hollow Knight feels good for that reason, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, SteamWorld Dig. Uh, OK, yeah. Just a very big fan of going out to get stuff and do things and then coming back to a place that feels cozy and like having it's nice characters develop and upgrading your stuff and seeing how that home base changes throughout the course of the game. Yeah. Right. And like the, um, in ZX, the, the leader of the, uh, Oh, what are they called? The guardians is what you're like. The good guys are called. You have, you have an airship. Anybody with an airship is fucking cool in video games. Um, the, the leader is like, there isn't a a ton of like explicit reference to the zero series. So you don't have to have played that to enjoy this, but your leader is like loosely related to 
a character from the Zero series. So that gives you an extra little level of like familiarity and um, you get something out of that, which is nice. So I finally finished that on Switch, uh, which felt very good to play through that again. Like towards the end of the game, I was like, oh, I know where all of these things are because I played the end of this game a ton of times mm. on my DS in high school um, or before. Um, it felt very good to relive that. And there's just one game left in the collection now, which is Mega Man ZX Advent. Uh, Advent. So I started that. Yeah. I started that. It is. I didn't remember there being voice acting, but there's oh. voice acting and it's fine. Some of it is not great. And I wish there were an option to turn it off. You would think with a with the hindsight of a remastered collection. Right. That you would create something like i was hoping that, if it's a little yeah. bit of a decisive or divisive uh feature right that's the one thing that i've i've found lacking about this collection if anything is is not having the option to turn those voices off it just gets grating after a certain point like you hear the same if you're fighting the same boss multiple times and dying oh, no. to them you're, you're gonna hear them talk uh-huh. and you can you can skip it but like you're gonna hear the first couple of words each time and like i don't know it just gets old it's not a huge deal but it's fine. There's also that nostalgia factor there for me. So like that can get me past it. Sure. Least. I mean, it's one of those little annoying things that like I feel like everyone collectively like 10 years ago started to be like, uh, yeah, we should maybe put in logic so that if you're fighting this thing multiple times, it doesn't repeat the annoying shit. Right. Right. Yeah. Alas. Yeah. It, I, I have I finished a game and that feels great. Um, it, it helped me out of my my video game rut. And it felt great to replay something that I forgot I loved this much. I feel like I'm definitely in that rut right now, but mine is more like, and I, this is something I wanted to get into as well. Um, mine, I think more so stemmed from probably like a combination of me not really recognizing what I still had in my library that I wanted to get through or play i have a terrible fucking habit of just being like playing three hours of play and be like okay that's really cool i should continue with this and then it just sits um yep. mm -hmm. which you could maybe that's a lack of discipline on me maybe the game isn't actually grabbing me as much as i think it is um, right you know it the stuff comes is, up sometimes the lines blurred there um but the other thing too is that i've uh been unemployed for a very long time and i have just recently started to come into money with this new job which has uh been right. nice and there's a couple of things that i've uh that maybe i'll go through this next week because none of the games right now are uh are right on the top of my mind so that i could like spit them out but there's a couple of things that i've wish listed on the switch that are a little bit cheaper um i think it might be called like death's crown or something like that there's this weird like oh, yeah 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 do you know what i'm talking about it's i do know this, that yeah this like real-time strategy indie game that is all black and white right and it yeah. looks like it could have played on like an old dos or something and you play death and your job is to uh end the life of kings who want to live for too long and the entire aesthetic of the thing is very fucking metal <laughs> and i yeah. am i'm into the idea of embodying a dire ethereal being um, yeah, it, it looks very cool. And that sounds like a really sick premise. The thing that I want to get into just a little bit is talking about like 
I wanted to kind of explore some of my feelings and maybe who, who knows, maybe I'll like cut this or maybe this is just like an inch deep, a mile wide sort of thing. Um, yeah. And it's a very obvious feeling. It's good to have money again. Yeah. And it's a shame at how constrained you are without it. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> the, I think, yeah, the thing Agree. that I, like everyone understands like in this country, especially, um, yeah, it's, um, it's such a nice thing to not have to be stressed about it, at least in the immediate term where like, as yeah. soon as that paycheck finally hit like my direct deposit on Friday, I'm like, this opens up everything. <laughs> like yeah. what are, what are things that I've been like material things that I've been neglecting for myself, for the apartment. Um, and it's, it's weird. I have like really conflicting feelings on it. Obviously like, it, mm -hmm. it, it shouldn't have such a stranglehold on the quality of life of yeah of just everyday folks um and it's, it's something I'm, I, I'm sure that you kind of know uh as well um, absolutely you had your yeah. own spout of uh unemployment yeah which continues <laughs> uh, sure um, right i mean you, you've been yeah you've been doing some freelance stuff but like, it's not yeah it's not you know yeah life-sustaining in the way that like uh, uh regular work is but sure. but no i mean like i know that that contrast from my my previous uh bout of unemployment after after college like before i found my first full-time gig like the it, it is hard to communicate the degree of difference you feel in all aspects of your life when like it's like you know feeling a purpose maybe maybe not but like you you feel like feeling useful is good um but then just like having regular money come in is it, it's it's too large to to communicate like what that what that means because it's an ambient stress like if you don't have that it's an ambient yeah. stress that's just affecting you all of the time and it right. is it is uh dictating all of your decisions like i you know getting a bit of food after or like getting some takeout after a rough day or uh buying new clothes like i my wardrobe is so shabby right now and that's yeah that's yeah. one of the things i'm looking forward to is just getting a refresher on that because like i don't know like the pandemic's already like kind of made me physically schlubby and i would prefer not to have that be reflected on my clothing as well if possible right. um and looking at the number like the the bills too as they come in come out this is my new living situation with becca obviously provides like a little bit of more leeway financially here with like splitting utilities mm -hmm. splitting rent all that stuff but like i also just felt such a level of responsibility of like okay we're like in that cohabitating there's a um a bit of financial weight to pull there to make sure this all works Right. And that's t and like Beck has been infinitely supportive throughout all of this. Like at no point, like they they would cover for me in a second, but right. Just the possibility of just like falling through on that and not ha having your your worth feel so dictated by your work and right. by the dollars that you're bringing in, uh, feels very fucked. It's it's really not cool. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no, like no matter how supportive the people around you are, you are still going to feel the weight of, but I'm not helping though. Exactly. You know? Yeah, no, I get that. And it, it like, it had a, 
a constraint too on like because I well not everything in a neighborhood has a dollar cost associated with it, but there is a part of me where I felt less reluctant and felt like even denied myself the pleasure of going out to places around the neighborhood we just moved into. And just, I, I've got like scattered thoughts about how like you can financially, like even if you're living in a place, you can be like financially cut off from feeling like a part of a neighborhood because right. you don't yeah. know, you have no clue what restaurants to recommend to people uh, right. or like what shops to go to or anything like that. Um, Cause you don't feel like you've, earned the possibility of going to those things because you're not bringing in enough right um and just kind of tightening your belt more and more um i don't have any bright side to this i mean it's nice that i'm making money now it's just like that that financial pit i was living in for a little bit was just hard and something that like i i feel like i've also lived long enough like the fact that i'm encountering this now in you know almost my 29th year of life is very very fortunate like I, I don't right. think anyone should have to go through something like this to, to kind of understand it. But it's, uh, it's a son of a bitch. It's, it's wild. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, that's good. It, 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 it is good that uh, you no longer have to feel that constant stress. So I'm glad for that. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess that is the the light at the end of the tunnel for this. Is that it seems like this place is not scamming me, and that they will pay me for my work. <laughs> so there's that. Right. Yeah. At least there is that. All right. You want to, you want to send us off with one last thing? I, uh, we, we watched, we watched the green night. We, we got to, um, a 24 was having a, a one night only online screening, which, you know, because it's, it's the reason that I asked to push our recording date. Um, they were, uh, they were screening the green night. Uh, this was, a, if you, if you haven't seen any previews for it, it's a, a very beautiful looking, a24 film um dev patel plays uh sir gawain in an arthurian uh like retelling and twist on an arthurian tale um it looks very cool and it it i wanted it to be the movie that i went back to a movie theater for um but then i i I don't feel comfortable doing that anymore um because of delta uh and everything's uncertain again so Luckily, yeah, we, they yeah, decided we, we to just put got this a, on. We just got a mask mandate yesterday, actually, for oh really uh, okay. for public spaces as well. So, uh, yep, I'm supposed to go it's to a restaurant right with back. my family for my birthday tomorrow. So we're gonna see what that's like. Yeah. Oh boy. No. Yeah. We um we we have um Lauren's parents coming in at the end of September. So it's like I don't I don't know what things will look like in a month, but who knows what we'll be able to do. Um, I, um, I don't have too, too much to, to say about the green Knight other than we liked it. Um, I'm still like too close to it and haven't read enough reviews and like other people's writing to have anything interesting to say about it. I'm one of those people who's like, I, I feel very stupid the first time I watch a movie because I, I, I feel like I don't, I still don't have the right, like critical language and tools to, get enough of the things out of it that it's trying to say to me after the first time. Um, I, I'm probably, probably being a little too hard on myself in that, like part of, part of creating those or like honing those, those critical skills is just like reading what other people have to say about things. Um, but yeah, I, I, it was good. It was uh, mo- movie, very pretty colors. Nice. 
uh, Dev Patel pretty. Yeah, the only thing I know uh, about this cool film cape. is that the the trailer itself is very striking and looks like it has some of that um, like fantastical reality of like mythos yes. going on with it. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is very much that, and you can like you can if you just want to fucking enjoy a beautiful ride that can be all you get out of it and that's that's totally fine but i th- i i started reading a little bit about um some other takes on it this morning and i think it probably does also have some interesting things to say about uh race and like uh not not class struggle so to speak but um upward mobility coming from um a place of minority interesting um, which is very interesting because it does it does make some changes from the original like text, um, which I also like wasn't super aware of because who keeps up on on Arthurian legend and yeah, old ass poems? Not since I was maybe a junior in high school. Yeah, so I after the fact I'm going to enjoy um, like going through and and learning more about like what this all means, like the context that it exists in, how it played around with with existing themes and like what it's what 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 it's maybe saying with with a lot of its like choices and and characterization and cinematography so um good movie though i I had a good time with it i'm I'm sure you are being a little hard on yourself regarding like being able to analyze a a film you know because that's that's generally how i feel and i i know that i'm not someone who watches many movies or like has a uh, capital A appreciation for film. I can I can piece together some stuff, but you're right in that there is a lot uh, for for plenty of films. There's so much context to understand for certain movies that just opens their interpretation up to you. That I think is important yeah. to to know. Um, yeah, I I think it's probably just that like an appreciation for film isn't like being able to watch a film and pick out ah yes here is what they were doing at every every you know different creative juncture yeah um but it's it's just like keeping you know keeping your eye on what the conversation is around it and like just reading a lot and learning a lot about everything around it so yeah i probably am being too hard on myself though i also think it's like i've had this kind of experience too where i'll watch a movie that's like a bit bigger like i i remember watching uncut gems a while after it came out and yeah not quite like the way that it was like framed to me like i didn't i didn't walk away from it like thinking anything crazy of it like it was a it was a fun ride it was neat to see adam sandler be like the character that he was um yeah but like it the the thing the tense situations it was kind of trying to create was just more annoying to me than anything right okay Uh, yeah have you watched it I haven't. No, I haven't seen it. Okay. All right. Well, I then I'll. The thing I'll say about it is that like my friend who watches plenty of films was like, yeah, I think that Uncut Gems is a a movie theater movie through and through, mm. and that you're probably missing out on because there is that like collective unspoken energy of like your feelings being magnified times ten because it's within a group of people who are also feeling those right. things. Uh, yeah. So I don't know where I was going with that. It's just that like the, the way in which you can watch maybe like the context of the viewing is, is can be super important to the feeling of it. Yeah, 
for sure. Yeah, there are times I've felt that I've gotten a lot more out of a movie having seen it in the theater because it is just like a really meditative, like sort of all encompassing experience. So, um, yeah, that makes sense. Well, uh, as a as a hurricane bears down on me yet again. Perhaps we we call the pod. Oh, hey, you survived the last one. I would say, if anything, just make sure to keep the f- don't don't uh, don't let the Fios drink any water after midnight. <laughs> oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah, I will. I should not leave that bowl out. Yeah. Mike, you've been making some some shorts lately. Uh, where can people I find have. your lovely work? As discussed, yes, um, I I'm I'm ramping up production, baby. So if you like weird short films uh, of all kinds, I I play in the space of like thirty seconds to two minutes. I think is where I I work best, and probably what also works best for me on YouTube. Um, but you, so you can go follow me over on YouTube.com/slash EganWorks, uh, and if you if you like. What I'm doing there, I have uh, uh, goals on Patreon that I'm very close to. So if you want to head over to patreoncom eganworks throw me a buck or two for uh, for my work. I would greatly appreciate that as well. And you can find me rattling my brain trying to figure out how the fuck I drafted six players who all have a week seven buy off week in my fantasy league. <laughs> I have three Chargers. I have three different players on the Chargers. So apparently I'm all in on them. So that's where you can find me. All right. Big time Super Bowl winners, the Chargers. No, never. They have <laughs> not. Everyone always does this the, thing uh, where they have a lot of faith in the Chargers and then all of the plans go to shit. It is a documented, repeated like thing. I, uh, I'm mostly laughing out of politeness. I couldn't tell you where the Chargers are based or uh, more or less what a bye week means. <laughs> bye week's an off week. Oh, it just means you don't play. Okay. Okay. I had that right then. Okay. That's to say about 40% of my current player roster has taken a little week off on week seven. So I have to figure that out. Well, it's out. a good thing. They'll be, you'll have the most rested roster on the, uh, of the whole season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll do great. Yeah. Thank you all for listening. Um, if you, uh, if you want to send us any email, tell me oh. how your fantasy football roster is doing. Yeah. Or what you thought of the green Knight. Our email is, loudfriendspod at gmail.com uh at this point if you send in any email at all we'll probably read it because i don't think we've gotten anything yet so <laughs> okay, I was if you've made it. it this far into the pod um you're legally required to send us email thank you if you if you want to send us you know fucking send us spam you know i'll read out your weird like buy gold now scam let's do that you know if anything comes in uh, find hot singles in your area. Tell Read me about my car's out. warranty. Yes. Oh my God. I have not heard enough about my car's warranty. Loudfriendspod at gmail.com. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Uh, we'll see you in two weeks. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. And that's a pod.